Now, I want you to pay attention to this and let's flow together to the level of your understanding. God will grant you understanding. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your voice. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. I open my heart to you to speak to me, to teach me, to guide me into all truth through your Holy Spirit. Thank you in Jesus' name. And then pay attention and receive. Amen. Now, in, in, uh, in ministering this evening, I want us to I've entitled, or we've entitled the message, Praying Out God's Purposes in Tongues. I wanted to revisit again. Praying in tongues. Praying out God's purposes in tongues. We actually I I believe that believers, the so-called Pentecostal believers have underestimated the power of tongues. And we can go deeper and deeper and deeper and receive more understanding and be, uh, what? We be intentional about praying in tongues with, with, an, with a hearing heart to receive from him. There's so much in it. And sometimes I, I think we get used to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to the evidence of speaking other tongues, and we take it for granted. And it's like anything else. So that's why you have to be reminded over and over again so that you can be focused. And what is it that brings focus? The Word of God. It brings focus. So this evening, I want you to be focused. Let's go to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Let's look at verse 4. And being assembled together with them, that's Jesus. Remember, this time he's being, he's, he's, he died, he was crucified, he died and resurrected. And now he's about to ascend. He's about to ascend to heaven. And uh, this is his last meeting with his disciple just before he ascends. And then he tells them, and, and, and he says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Let's say it. Promise of the Father. To wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Remember, I had already spoken about the Holy Spirit. You've heard from me. Let's go forward, please. For John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And remember, John the Baptist, in his message, you find that special Matthew chapter 3, I think, verse 11, when he started preaching, he said, I'm baptizing you with the water. But there's one who's coming after me, whose sandals I'm not unworthy, the sandals to laces to untie. And he says, 
When he comes, he'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So now Jesus actually, you say truly, uh, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Let's go to verse 6. Therefore, when they asked, they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Now they are thinking in the natural. They are looking for the kingdom in the natural. But remember, even Jesus has spoken to them even a while before then, and he has said this, the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. Now, that's not the full manifestation, of course, you know, of the new Jerusalem. But in actual sense, the kingdom of God is within us. Where is Jesus? Huh? Where is Jesus? He's seated at the right hand. It's not a tricky question. Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of God. Where is the Holy Spirit? In us. He indwells us. The Holy Spirit is in us. But still we say, Jesus Christ come into my heart. So he dwells in us through the Holy Spirit. All right? Now look at this then. Therefore he says, so they are thinking in the natural. But then in verse 7, Jesus said this. And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Can I have that in the Amplified Classic Version, please? I saw something there which is... There are some words that are being used there that are so wonderful. He said to them, it's not for you to become acquainted with and know what, what time brings. The things and events of time and their definite periods of fixed years and seasons, their critical niche, niche, niche in time, which the fathers appointed, fixed and reserved. So there are things that God has what? fixed and reserved, that they are revealed at a certain time by his own choice and authority and personal power. But he didn't stop there. If he could have stopped there, he could have confused them. What follows next? But, in other words, this should be a focus now. You see that? You're asking, is it the time that you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? He says, it's not upon you to, to, to go, go in that verse, verse 7, all those statements over there. It's not, it's not upon you now. It's not for you to become acquainted with and know what time brings. The things and events of time and their definite periods of fixed years and seasons, their critical niche are in time. But look at this. He's saying, all that he says, don't focus on this. There's one focus that you ought to have now. And it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And remember in John 16, he had already said about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit has come, he will take all that is mine and he will reveal it to you. So so many things, even the things that they are asking for, all what they needed to do is to experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He is the revealer of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Don't forget that. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Whatever we are going to do in life, we must understand the leading of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter what you've been called to do. Every believer has to understand that. And then he says, so, so 
Oh. Okay, let me give you an example. I'm giving you an example. It's not comparable to that. But as a parent, here it is, uh, the schools are opening. It's time to pay school fees. And it's a chunk of money. And the children are asking for dress of Christmas. Oh, let me see if I can put it. It's, uh, it's in, uh, in September. You're paying school fees. That's a lot of money. And you're, you're paying. And, and, and you're, this is your focus. And the children are asking, are, are we going to, am I going to get a, a dress for Christmas? Or are you going to take us to such and such as, you know, to a certain shopping mall over Christmas? It's in September. What will be your answer? Let us now focus on paying school fees and you going back to school. It's not time for you to be thinking about going to the shopping mall on 24th of December. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So he's bringing focus. He's bringing focus. God deals with priorities. God deals with priorities. So if you open ourselves to the Holy Spirit, it will be so easy. There are things that we think they are priorities to us, but they are not priorities in God's plan. God deals with priorities. And he has fixed also times concerning some, some things. And, and, and that's why we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that we can follow we can, we can be consumed by his priorities, not our thinking. I'm going to say some things regarding that. Remember, scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Do you know the catch there is delight? I've heard people say, but God says you'll give me the desires of my heart. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. He said, delight. Delight fast. Pursue his purposes. Let his priorities be your priorities. And he say this, and I'll give you the desires of your heart. I saw it many years ago, I think one, one or second year, of, first or second year of my salvation. I saw something there. It's like God is saying this. If you delight yourself in, in me, when I look at your heart, I'll be seeing my desires. And that's what attracts me. I will answer them. And you will be fulfilled in walking or seeing those desires of God being fulfilled through you. So he says, you shall receive power, ability and efficiency and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. Now, so he's, he's given them the priority. Let's go to Acts chapter 2 and let's go please from the to the New King James Version for the sake of time. No, no, let's go still the Amplified Classic Version, Acts chapter 2. So it says, um, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, oh, can we go to verse 14, please, in chapter 1, before we go to that? Acts chapter 1, verse 14. My apologies. Let's go to verse 9. I still feel like I need to look at, say some things there. And when he had said this, so he said about the, the Holy Ghost coming, 
Even as they were looking at him, he was caught up. It's wonderful. Can you imagine you all are looking at me now? I've talked to you, just finished, and caught up. And a cloud received and carried him away out of their sight. And you know what happened after that? They said, let's, let's look at it. And while they were gazing intently into heaven as he went, behold, two men dressed in white robes suddenly stood beside them. Go ahead. Who said, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing into heaven? <laughs> Can you imagine those guys are just... He's already told, I've told you bye. <laughs> But they're still gazing in heaven. Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing into heaven? This same Jesus, who was caught away and lifted up from you into heaven, will return in just the same way in which you saw him go into heaven. That's coming soon. That's coming soon. That's coming soon. That is coming very soon. The way he will return and will be caught up in the air. And then verse, verse 12 uh, then the disciples went back to Jerusalem from the hill called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, only Sabbath's journey three quarters of a mile away. And then let's go to verse, verse, verse 14. All of these with their minds in full agreement devoted themselves steadfastly to prayer, waiting together in an accord with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his, with, with his brothers. So all of them now finally they had their mind together waiting for the promise of the Father. Now I want to tell you this. They didn't know how he was going to manifest. They didn't know. They didn't know what was going to happen, but they knew it's the promise of the Father and we are going to wait. So that in Acts chapter 2, starting there from verse 1. Uh, come on, it's taking long. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. Let's go, okay, there. And when the day of Pentecost had full come, they all assembled together in one place. And God verse 2. When suddenly there came a son from heaven. Do you think they are expecting a, 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 a son from heaven? They didn't know what to expect. All what they were waiting for was for the promise of the Father. They didn't know what to expect. Came a son from heaven like, like the rushing of a violent tempest blast. And it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. Verse 3. And they appeared to them tongues resembling fire. Resembling fire. What do you think they're expecting that? They're not expecting anything of that. Is God, you said I wait for the promise. I'm going to be here in, the, in prayer. And I'm believing for that promise to manifest. However it's going to manifest, let us let it happen. That sometimes is our limitation. We have a way of expecting how God is going to do something. Naaman, you remember the story of Naaman? When he went to see the prophet Elisha, he had his way of getting healed. If he knew how to get healed, why was he going to the prophet? You, you see what I'm saying? If he knew how he was going to get healed, why did he go to the prophet? He didn't know. So listen to this. When you're believing God, God, however you want it to manifest, this is your promise, I am going to believe it. However you're going to make it happen, do it. I like doing that, especially in finances. Just think about this. God knows all people on the earth, every single one of them. 
He knows their hearts. And he can speak to someone out there who's never heard my name. Because God knows my name. He can give him my, my name. And he can tell him there's a man in Kenya, in Nairobi. It's Davis Kimori. He has his telephone number. And he has his account details. I want you to send that money to him. He said, God doesn't do that. Why, why don't you think he won't do that? He knows you by name. Is that so? Does he know everything about you? So you think he doesn't know your mobile phone number? Or you think he's, he doesn't have, he doesn't know technology? Come on now. You see, it's a limitation right there. It's a limitation. Does God know everything? Does he know everything about you? Does he know your address? The psalmist in Psalm 139 says, he knows everything about me. I don't want to go there, I'm almost reading that, that psalm. But he knows everything about you. So does he know your number? Your phone number? So, if I know your phone number, and I needed to give it to someone who's so dear to you, because I know it, I can give it. So God can give even my details, bank account details to a, a man out there who's never heard my name. And he can decide to, sh to give him a, a, a free movie to show him my pictures. Just at night, just to show him everything about me. Tall as I am, you know, in my heart, that's what I mean. Everything about me. He, he can decide to do exactly that. And then when he wakes up, he says, I know this man. And probably he goes to social media and all that. Say, yeah, this is the exact man that I saw at night. Go show me this man. That has happened to me uh, several times, actually. I've seen people in a dream before I meet them. One individual, I'll never forget that, in 2002. The Lord showed me that individual in a dream. Just the way he looked. And then, that same day, a friend of mine saw that man, and he told me, I saw, uh, I saw a, certain, certain, a certain man, I said, and then the dream appeared. I won't give you the full details of it, but the dream appeared. It was more of a vision than a dream. I said, oh, hold on, hold on, Henry. Tell, let me tell you about this man. He's da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. He said, wow, did you meet with him? I said, no, I haven't met with him. God spoke to me last night, and he showed me in a dream about this man. And this is what he told me about that man. It's available. I call them the downloads of heaven. That's, how the Holy, that's the reason the Holy Spirit came, that we may know those things, that we may experience those things on a daily basis. So this is my point. All of you and everyone watching, this is my point. Don't limit God. That's it. Don't limit God. Enter into his limitless ability. Can you go to, to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 please from the Amplified Classic Version. <clears throat> then we'll come back to Acts chapter 2. Then where we reach, we reach. Then we continue next time. Now to him, who's that? God, who by inconsequence of the action of his power, that is work at work within us, 
at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. And you still kept quiet. And you're still seated. <laughs> Ask God. Don't limit him. Your need is this small. Be a spiritual need. Be it an emotional need. Be it a financial need. Is this small? Little. This is not, this is even big. It's small. Because God knows everything. And the amazing thing is this. He loves you and cares for you. Okay, let's go back to Acts chapter 2. So they didn't know what to expect. Except the promise of the Father, which they didn't know how it was going to be. If I told you I was going to give you a gift, it's my promise. And you don't know what the gift is. Do you know what to expect? You may, be, you may be thinking a certain way, but I said, it's a gift. I'm going to bring it to you. And I can do, God says, I can do more than you can imagine or even think. Let's go over there in verse 3. And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire which were separated and distributed and which is settled on each one of them. And they are all filled. So I say it's the will of God for every believer in Christ to be filled with the Holy Spirit and with the evidence of speaking other tongues. They are all filled, diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other, different, foreign languages with your tongues as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue, in appropriate words. So the Holy Spirit knows how to give you appropriate word for every situation, if you allow him. So praying in tongues is praying on target. <laughs> There's any sniper, that's the sniper. <laughs> because he doesn't know, the devil doesn't know where that is coming from. But it aims at that need. It's the most accurate way a believer can operate in, in prayer. Praying in tongues. So that's one, one point right there. It's being accurate. Appropriate words for every situation. I was telling you last, last week, those who are here, of how when I, I spoke in tongues... By the gift of the Holy Spirit, definitely. And not knowing that I spoke to the, the mother tongue of this girl, Kenya Rwanda. And I, and I asked a question. And I've thought about that and meditated on, meditated on that. I put my hands on her and I speak in tongues. And what is coming out of my mouth, uh, to me it was a tongue, but to her it was Kenya Rwanda. Now, I've had to think about this and really meditate on it. When the Holy Spirit comes in a situation, or we allow him to flow in a situation, that which, that which could have taken a very long time is shortened. 
It's divine. They are divine utterances. Something could have taken a long time when he comes on the scene or if, when he allowed by a believer to, to, to come and to, to help that, that believer, he shortens that time. Why? The Holy Spirit does not exist in the realm of time. He exists in the realm of God, in the realm of the Spirit. So, might be, is that English? Might be that speaking so much in, our lang- in, our, in prayer, in our natural language, may it be that we are delaying some promises? Can you see the Holy Spirit divinely, divinely accelerating God's will as we give him our hearts and we give him our mouths, that he grants us appropriate, appropriate words for every situation? Many of you are young over here, but people are more mature people who have, who have missed it. They will tell you that somehow I knew inside of me that was not the right thing to do. And what follows next mostly, they say, but there's so much pressure. This is what it means. I wanted to please people than please God. Person doesn't say that, but that's exactly what it means. There's so much pressure, but I knew inside of me it was wrong. I knew it was not the right decision. What happens after that? You take a long time and make mistakes, whereas if we could have listened to the Holy Spirit, we could have said no, and he could have showed us exactly what to do, and he could have taken a shorter time. Obeying God, uh, obeying God accelerates his plans through our lives. Obeying God accelerates his plans through our lives. And the less hearts and wounds that we'll experience in life. So the Holy Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. Clear and loud expression in each tongue. And remember in verse, let's go to the Nick in James Version, please. Again, because of time. And I want you to see here the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Verse 5, when they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. From what? From every nation, from every, look at this, devout men from every nation under heaven. All of them divinely being in Jerusalem for such a time was that. Who's that? God. Have you ever thought about this? Now, now listen, we're about to go to Christmas, but think about this. Think about this. Prophet Micah is known to have prophesied about 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ and said the place that baby was going to be born. Think about that. About 700 years. Hundreds of years and said exactly the place that he was going to be born. Have you ever thought about that? Or you want me to read? Well, let's, let's go over here and see something divine. Uh, I hope I'll get this quickly. Let me see over here. Uh, 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Just be patient over here. Micah is after Samuel Chronicles. Micah chapter 5. Micah 5. Let's start from verse 1. Now, now gather yourself in troops, O daughter of troops. Huh? Now gather yourself in troops, O daughter of troops. Okay, that's fine. O daughter of troops. He has laid siege against us. They will strike the judge of Israel with a rod on the cheek. Now let's go to verse 2. And then he says this. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me, shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from of old and from everlasting. So he's talking about the birth of, uh, of Jesus Christ. Let's go further, please. Therefore he shall give them up until the time that she who is in the labor has given birth, that the remnant of his brethren shall return to the children of Israel. So, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord in majesty of the... Da, 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 da. Let me see if I can go over here. If I don't find it, I'll, I'll have to look for it and, and give it. But then he's prophesying that the baby will be born in Bethlehem. Are you seeing that? But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me, the one to be ruler in Israel, who's going forth and from old and from everlasting. Now, let's look at this something here. Um, this might be my message for Christmas. I don't think I'm going to go into that. But let me, let me say something about it. So then he prophesies the baby where he was going to be born, and remember, Isaiah also had prophesied concerning where the baby will be born and who the baby will be, will be. Then what happens? That time, an announcement is made for censors. And the, the, the parents, was now Joseph and Mary, goes to the exact place that the Son of God was to be born. What, what does that mean? God doesn't dwell in time. God dwells in eternity. He knows everything, church. What we need to do is to depend on him and to follow his leading and we'll do what? We'll do exactly what, God, what he, has, he formed us to do. An example, he tells Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So when you hear people say, I'm waiting on God. Not so. God is waiting on you. He knew you before he formed you in the, in the mother's womb. So what is he doing now? He's waiting on you to follow him, to follow his purposes, and do exactly what he called you to do before the foundation of the world or the foundation of the earth. I won't go into that. Let's, let me go back to Acts chapter, chapter 2. So all of them are gathered there in one place from different nations, They've come right on time, verse 5, and they are all dwelling in Jerusalem, verse 5, and they are all dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Every nation under heaven. Let's go to the next one. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. 
Go to the next one. They are all amazed and marvel, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each one, each one, each in our own language in which we are born? Now this, all of them are from Galilee. And the, the people are surprised. We've come from different nations, but we are hearing these people speak in our own language. What is that? How long does it take? Again, how long does it take to, to learn a language? Huh? You're still learning English. Even if you're 90, you know, but how long does it take to, to learn a language? It takes a long time to learn a language. It takes a long time to learn a language. Now look at this. I want you to see something. Learning a language, you learn it naturally. It stays in your intellect or in your mind. I think that's better. It stays in your mind, okay? That is when you are learning a language. But listen to this. When the Holy Spirit comes in, in a situation, it's not dealing with your soul. It's dealing with your spirit. And in the spirit realm, there's no time. That which could have taken you a long time. That's another thing about being led by the Holy Spirit. That which, which could have taken you a long time. It happens as quick. So do you know who's slow? Your mind is slow. And the faster we renew our minds with the word of God, the easy it, is, it will be to be led by the Holy Spirit. I hope you caught that. Let me say it again. The Holy Spirit came upon them. Where did he come? He didn't come upon their minds. He came upon their spirits. John 3, 6. It says, it says that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So he came into their spirits. Their born again person. Of, of, the, of the triune being. Triune is three. So spirit, soul, and body. So the Holy Spirit came into, your, into their spirits. So when you start praying in tongues, your mind, the Bible says, is unfruitful. Your mind does not understand. But because your mind does not understand, it does not mean it's real. Your mind doesn't understand so many things, yet they are real. Have you ever thought about how you eat ugali and what happens in that whole process? You think in biology they, knew, they know everything? They're still discovering. Yeah, that was done by God. Thousands and thousands of years ago, God created and he knows everything about your digestive system and about your blood circulation. Everything. But how long did it take man to discover that? That's why medicine, in medicine, they keep learning one thing after another. They keep learning Yet, God whose spirit is all-knowing, we can trust him and he can download information into our spirits. One word by the Holy Spirit can change your destiny for you. Mm. How is that connected to praying in tongues? That's why he granted them appropriate words. What were those appropriate words for? For the salvation of men and for all men to know, those who had gathered there, for them to supernaturally see 
Jesus was the son of God. Appropriate words speaks to situations, speaks to hearts. It's not in the multitude of words. It's in the word that we receive from the Holy Spirit concerning a situation that changes everything. Okay, let me, let me, let me re return it in another way. Uh, take it back to another way. How did God create? God created through his words. When you are praying in tongues, remember this. When you're speaking in tongues, okay, when you're speaking, in, I've got different direction I can go with this, but when you're speaking in tongues, remember this. There are words that are being uttered by the Holy Spirit, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So in praying in tongues, it's always accurate. And always in line with God's will. Do I want to know the will of God in prayer? Let me start by praying in tongues and pay attention to the Holy Spirit. Okay. Let's see here. <clears throat> Let's go back to Acts chapter 2 so I can explain something there. In verse 4, the Amplified Classic Version, please. And then I will connect with a certain scripture. And they were all filled, diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other different foreign languages, tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. Jesus said this. In essence, you're saying this. There's nothing that I speak as, uh, as my own. I speak that which I receive from the Father. How was he receiving his words? By the Spirit. So remember the Holy Spirit does, does not have his own words. He speaks in line with the Father and with the Son. So the Holy Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression. Where was he getting that clear and loud expression and those words from appropriate words? from the Father. Who authorized that? The death, the burial, death, I mean the, the crucifixion, death, uh, resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ did what? Authorized the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in these mortal bodies. So speaking in tongues, those words which you don't even understand in our natural language their creative words, they come from God. And they have ability to change every situation in your life. Their creative words. That which you could have taken a long time. They learned this. I'm going back into something. I think I'll start. I might be going back to my whiteboard. Remember, I used to have my whiteboard over here. I may be going back to my whiteboard. Now look at this. <clears throat> Don't forget this. Can you go to John 3, 6, please, again? I mean, I, I mentioned it, but let's go there. 
I'm approaching it different ways, but I hope you're getting the points. Now look at this. What is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit, capital S, is spirit. Now, the moment we gave our lives to Christ, we, were, we became born again. This is a conversation of Nicodemus with Jesus. We became born again. Now, naturally, we are born of parents, born of the flesh. But now, he's talking about new birth, being born in the spirit. The Bible says you became new creation. Now, look at this then. Then our spirits are the reception center of everything of the kingdom. Do I explain what reception center is? They our spirits. Everything that God does, it has to come through your spirit. It's through our spirits that we communicate with God, not through our minds. We are spirit beings. We have a soul and we live in these natural bodies. So everything God does to a man or through a man is fast in his spirit. And how does he do that? He does through his word and he does through his spirit. Why did I say through his word? Jesus spoke in that John 6, 63, 6, 63 says, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when God speaks to a person, he speaks to your spirit first. And when we educate our spirits to receive those signals, quote unquote, from God, it becomes easy. We can tell when God is speaking to us. On a daily basis. All right? All right? Okay. So look at this there. They are praying in tongues. They, they didn't know even they were praying in tongues. You understand? They didn't know that. It's just the Holy Ghost came upon them like flames of fire and they started speaking. They didn't know. They didn't know what to expect. All what they were looking for was the promise of the Father. They didn't know anything. So they pray in tongues, and all men are gathered there from different nations. It says all nations under heaven, and they hear them speak in this supernatural, I mean, not too supernatural to them. It's their natural language. Let me give you an example. I don't speak, uh, let me say to my dear, subdue. I don't speak Gabra, but how will it be? There's one, one time when you were in that Borana uh, with Pastor Alcano, when you were in that room, I spoke, man, I thought, did I speak in Borana? I was expecting anyone to respond. Because I spoke in tongues, I spoke in tongues. And it was, I said, my goodness, that is so strange. I've never had that through me. So I thought, did I speak in Borana? So I looked around after that. Remember that I was ministering to those people. I thought, I was looking around to hear anyone interpret. So an example, uh, I know someone, do you remember the word in, what do you say thank you in, thank you, Gali? Galato, yeah, I remember Galato. I remember Galato, thank you. Uh, and then, if I start speaking to her and I'm speaking fluent, 
uh, Gabra. The Gabra people will be surprised. What will be their next question to me? What will be their question to me? When did you learn this language? I said, what do you mean that? When did I learn it? To me, I'm speaking in tongues, but they are hearing, they are hearing me speak their mother tongue. That's supernatural. Now look at this. It's not coming from my soul, from my mind. Kiswahili come from, can come from my mind. I have to listen to the Holy Spirit. But it's a language that I know. Salam, Mambo Vipi. <laughs> you know, I don't have, I don't have to, to pray in tongues to, to say that. It's the language I learned. I was educated in that language. Now, Kiswahili I can. English I can. And I can speak my mother tongue. And, and, and no problem. I don't have to think about it. But listen to this. What about if I've, I spoke another language, like I've given example, Gabra, that I don't know? That is what? Supernatural. The other languages, I have learned them. I have them in my intellect, my mind. But this other language, I'm speaking, though it's natural to, to her, but I'll be speaking it by the Spirit. It will not be coming from my soul. It will be coming from my spirit. And because there's no time in the spirit, that which I have not learned or I have not been taught naturally, I can catch it that quick and, and transmit it. I call it an unlimited language. It breaks barriers. Henglo resto brokombre mangele stekayo roshtembroma is breaking barriers. Probably the words that I've spoken, it could have taken me probably a long time to ever receive the understanding of those words, but I've expressed them in the spirit to the Lord, and the Lord knows exactly what I've said. And I'm about to become a billionaire. Sorry, just kidding. No, I have no problem with doing so. I just do it. You, you, you see what I'm saying? I really I want you to see that. So look at this. When you are praying in tongues, then we need to think about this. I'm removing barriers. And I'll, I'll go this maybe next time. But I'm removing barriers. That's how I felt. I felt. I felt this way. I felt all this happening on the 7th of October. And, you know, in, in, in Israel. And it just brought so many deaths. I, I, that's my thinking. As the church, we are not as awake as we should. To have stopped the enemy. To have stopped the enemy. Because it cause, it's causing chaos to the world. Thank you, Lord. Had a certain mama years ago, maybe you've heard me say this. <clears throat> mama Angeshi, you can tell from, from her, her name where she comes from. From Nyanza. No, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Maman Geshe. Uh, she spoke, she speaks Kikui and a little bit of English. And then Leah, well, in the same prayer group, the church I serve, Leah, the father is a Maasai, and the mother a Kikui. We'll go to pray there at uh, this central square next to Serena outside. This central square, they call it what? Where Nyai Monument is up there. Central Park, yeah, Central Park. We used to pray there on Wednesdays and Fridays from 6 o'clock. Just joining our hands and, and we we're maybe about 15 of us just praying. We used to do on Wednesdays and Fridays. And it was an amazing experience. We had prayers over there led by the Holy Spirit. That's so amazing. Then, <clears throat> several times it happened. Mama Angeshi starts. Just, she's praying in tongues. And we've prayed and the atmosphere has changed. And then she starts praying in tongues. And she's, pray, she's continuing in tongues and as we are quiet. And what is she, language is she speaking? Maasai. And Leah knows Maasai. The dad is a Maasai. So then Leah will interpret. Mama Ngeshi is speaking Kimasai. And this is what he's saying concerning this situation. Da, 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 da. Then recently, some few years ago, I was reminding Mama Ngeshi. Mama Ngeshi said this. Pastor, let me tell you another incident about it. I went to, the Lord led me to go and pray for a family. I don't know how, a very, uh, it was a very big, wealthy family in Maasai land. And she, she went there with her friend to pray for that family because their land was about to be auctioned. Big land. And the, the, the father, that family was in desperate need. I think that should be in the 90s. Desperate. She told me. And then we went there. I was told by a friend, someone that I knew, to go and pray for that family. Can you imagine? It was a few days before it's going to be auctioned. So she's a prayer. So she goes there. She says, we started praying. And all of a sudden, my tongues changed. And I spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke. And I finished in tongues. And all those Maasai family knew what I'd spoken because I didn't know, but I'd spoken in Maasai. And I said this, this land is not going to be auctioned. I've heard your prayers. I will say, I've sent you help and you'll be out of this situation. Just about, say, a, a lot of money that was going to be, of course, you know auctioned the way it is terrible. She told me this, Pastor, the former president, Moy, heard about the situation. He knew the family. He intervened, and that thing was reversed completely. He said, I was speaking in tongues, but I spoke in Maasai. And the Maasai family heard what I said in tongues. For me, it was tongues, but to them, it was their mother tongue. Those are gifts of the Spirit. But listen this. The speaking in tongues has been brought to us to help us to remove barriers. Things that are difficult in the natural, 
We don't know even how to pray. And the more we do it, and the more we pay attention to that, and we are never ashamed to do it, the better we allow the Holy Spirit to do things through us. He removes barriers. He removes limitations. And we are ushered into the realm of the Spirit where everything is good. I thought you were going to shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to this. So do you wait until situations are bad? Not so. That's a lifestyle. That's a lifestyle, praying tongues. Over and over again, praying tongues. And then even when, oh, oh, I don't know how many times I've started praying for people and I've really not, don't know how to pray. No idea. And I said, bring your hand. I'm never ashamed to do this. I'm, oh, thank you, Father. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear it, Lord. I hear it. I hear it. Now, concerning this situation. And it's like, how did you know about this? No, I didn't know. God knows. Ah, let me give you another one. Another one. Naturally, you get information when you've been told by someone. Is that so? Huh? If you don't know, you have to be told. Is that so? But listen to this. When you're depending on the Holy Spirit, he gives you the information. And many, by the way, information of men are disjoined. And many times there has even a mixture of lies because of deceptions of the enemy. But when you hear from the Holy Spirit, it's accurate. It's accurate. It may not make sense at that time, but it's accurate information. And it changes everything. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at one or two scriptures. Then we, then we, we do the work. Because we're going to pray and dance. Yeah. Praise God. I'm enjoying it my, myself. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. I'm going to join two scriptures. And then we can continue next week. Lord, what am I supposed to do? Pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Then read the scriptures. Then renew your mind with the word of God. Ah. First Corinthians chapter, chapter 14, please, verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. All right? So that is talking about time in your time of prayer. You're not speaking to men. Do you pray to men? Huh? <laughs> now I've heard people say this. I've heard them understand where they are. Pastor, I've been praying. You know, I have this need. I need uh, 50,000 shillings. And I've been praying and I, I feel the Lord has been leading towards me. Uh, please, please don't talk to me in that manner. Just ask me for 50,000 shillings. That's error. Do you know that? Huh? Come on, or you do that. Repent of it. Don't do that. 
That's it being in the flesh. That's not being in the spirit. I've been praying and, you know, um, I, I, think we, I think I can tell the Lord wants me to help me. Ha! Huh? He didn't talk to me. <laughs> he didn't talk to me. So don't do that. All right? It's, it's better not to use the name of the Lord and ask me, ask Cynthia. To God. So your prayers are being, you're speaking in tongues, you're de- uh, declaring, you're, uh, you are, you're, what do, do I say? You are directing your prayers to God. But in public, Ganga's table, staycation, if it's public and all that, in its interpretation. But this one is talking about when you're praying in tongues, in your own time, you're speaking not to men, but to God. So look at this. If I'm praying in tongues, which I've heard people, but if I'm praying in tongues, then people are not understanding. But I'm not praying to you. I'm not speaking to Cynthia. I'm speaking to God. You see that? Now that's different because it's for my own private edification and my, my prayer time to God. And for no one understands him, no one understands him, However, in the spirit, he speaks what? He speaks what? Mysteries, which is another word for secret, another word for hidden things that are not obvious to understanding. So I'm speaking mysteries. Then I'll join with one scripture. Then probably explain a little bit, then we pray. Let's go to, to, to Matthew chapter 13, verse 11, please. Let's see it from the Amplified Classic Version. And he replied to him, to them, that's Jesus speaking, when, during the parable, the conversation is a parable of the sower. Uh, to you, it has been given to know the secrets. And what? Mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not, it, but, but to them it has not been given. Now look at this there. Are you seeing that? I'm, I'm connected to those scriptures. So when I'm speaking in tongues, I'm speaking out what? Mysteries, hidden things, secrets. No one understands. But by the spirit, I'm uttering those secrets. But listen to this. God says this, still, it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So look at this. The will of God is for that not, for, for that not to remain um, a secret or a mystery to you, but it's for it to be revealed to you. And that's why I submit to you, praying much in the spirit opens a wide door for us to hear, to, to receive revelation concerning the kingdom of God. It's a door open to the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Oh, okay. Let me see this. 
when I'm praying in the spirit, again, which I've done many times in a situation, I didn't know he's explained to me what is happening. That means this. It's coming from his head to my head. Huh? It's head to head. He is trying to figure it out. Moses said, I've thought and thought. He's figuring out from his soul. So from head to my head. But I now, I pay attention more to my spirit. So that, that which is in the realm, soulish realm, I may draw the truth from the realm of the spirit and deal with that situation. What am I looking for? Appropriate wars. So he's talking to me and, and if we still, I didn't hear when I'm listening, I didn't hear in my spirit, then I start praying in tongues with an intention of hearing in my spirit. I keep doing this, my holding my, my tummy, because it says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's out of your belly. The solutions are not here. There is a solution in your spirit, born again spirit. So then I can pray a little bit, some few minutes, you know, just for a moment. And then I hear one phrase. And sometimes I've asked, so tell me, tell me about this situation, da, 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 da. And then the person says, uh, I, I didn't know I was going to get into that. You know, people do that. They come to our pastor to, for counseling and for help, yet they are selective with information. I've seen that over and over. I didn't know I was going to get into that. Did you come to, for help? Yeah. So this is what the Lord says to me. I said, that's true. I had someone a while ago, years ago, some few years ago, I was walking, just walking, and then the Lord spoke to me, tell so-and-so if they continue walking that way, this is what is going to happen. Oh, okay. I called and I said, the Lord spoke to me regarding da, 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 and went, yeah, that's what has happened, has been happening. The Lord tells me, if you don't change, this is what is going to happen. Accurate, different, being in different towns, but knowing exactly what, uh, what was going to happen from my head, no, it's not from my spirit, by the spirit. Of me being smart, no. I opened my heart to the Holy Spirit and he was able to speak to me for what reason? To help that individual because God loves that individual. He didn't want that individual to go into a path that was going to lead into their destruction. You see what I'm saying? Is that clear? So can we speak some mysteries this evening? But can you, can you please pay attention to hearing? Huh? Praying tongues. Let it come from here. In your spirit. Again, let me say something. Oh, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. From the Passion Translation. Verse 9 and 10 and continuing. Then we'll, we'll pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is anyone getting something out of this? I am, praise God. Spirit imparted words. This is the scripture say, things never discovered or heard before, things beyond our ability to imagine, 
these are the many things God has in store for all his lovers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Look at this. Don't run. This is why the scripture says things never discovered or heard of before. Huh? Think about this if uh, in uh, those of you who are 1995, if I told you about I have an iPhone. Hmm? And I was watching TikTok. What will you be thinking? What is iPhone? What is TikTok? People start thinking you're losing your mind. But have these things been there? Huh? Who's been slow to get them? Man. They've always been there. <laughs> I had Brother Copeland say years ago, say that even from the Garden of Eden, there was Boeing 707. It was available, but men used donkeys. <laughs> men used, oh, listen to what I'm about to tell. Men used donkeys for years. Thousands of years. Yet, the plans were there. Hey, this is what it means, church. Depending on your mind will have you toil and toil for many years for something that has already been there, which has been laid forth or laid up for you by God. But because you are depending on your mind, you will toil and toil and toil. Yet it has been available all through for you to just hold it. And bring it to, your, to yourself. All toiling has a lot to do with men depending on their own minds and not depending on God who's all knowing. I've spoken those words by the Spirit. Think about how, how, how depending on our minds have robbed us from the realities. Of, 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 from the realities of abundant life. No, 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 stop, stop that. Just start praying in the Holy Ghost. You know, you just keep on just toiling. Well, you could have been speaking in tongues and say, oh Lord, I don't want to imagine it. I'm believing you. To get life out of what I'm going to speak. Oh, glory to God, you're helping me, Lord. And you start getting life out of what you're doing. Instead of you keep thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? You don't know. Things never discovered. Every one of us, every one of you is full packaged by God. For things never discovered or heard before. Things beyond our ability to imagine. So try, don't try. <laughs> things beyond our ability to imagine. These are, these are the many things God has in store for all his lovers. I'm getting excited here because I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited already. These are things that many things God has in store for all his lovers. But the lovers many times are sleeping. 
They pray, oh, Baba, tuonekanie. Tuguse, Baba, na mkono wako ngufu. You, 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 just, you just don't go far with that. <laughs> huh? You don't go far. Mkono wako, Baba. Uli unyosha, uka, 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 fanya nini? Uka kausha bahari. Hata mwenye ujui, you know? You can't stumble in the Holy Ghost. When you're praying in the Holy, you can't go, ah, pa, pa, pa. No, you in the Holy Ghost, kahende, mbrestete, koeshe, nimbranda ya. You can't be stammering because you're thinking, oh, Baba. Bahari ya shama, uli kausha. Uli kausha, Baba, nyosha, nyosha, nyosha. Ah, come on now. You don't do much business that way. Not of the kingdom. Of the flesh you can't, but not of the kingdom. Now look at <laughs> Look at this verse 10. But God. Come on now. But God has now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, he has what? Revealed past tense to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries are you still quiet? Are you seeing those words? Now look at this. When you are praying in tongues, we're speaking out mysteries or secrets or hidden truths. And, and then he says, it's unto us is being given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but he's given us his spirit to help us to reveal these things to us. And therefore, that's why we have to, we must depend on the Holy Spirit. When you are speaking in tongues, believing the Holy Spirit to lead us. And not only that, but for us to receive revelation concerning these things that God has in store for all his lovers. And he says this, but now, God now unveils this profound realities to us by the Spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart. That's just a friend. And deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. So the more I'm yielded to the Holy Spirit, the more I have access to these things that God has freely given to us. If I insist on my own way, stubborn, I remain in the natural realm. And the devil is a master in that realm. He knows how to control people. Go further, please. I see that. After all, who can really see into a hidden person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts, listen church, and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God, and is the same spirit who dwells in you and me. But it's limited by our understanding. He's limited by our knowledge. That's why I say when you're praying in tongues, you have, unlim you have unleashed the unlimited power from within you. And you're open to hear what God has in store for you. Hey, man, yesterday, Pishta, 
Oh, we'll continue from there. Oh, let, let me go first. If you don't enjoy what you're doing, that's upon you. But I enjoy what I do. Now look at the verse. We did not receive the spirit of this world system. Say what? Thank God. <laughs> Thank God not. We have not. We did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. Ooh. Now look at this. Now, now go, go back there, please. It, that we have received the spirit, not of the world, but the spirit of God, so that you may come to understand and experience, not only understanding, he wants us to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. But look at this. Look at what follows next. These, we articulate. How do you articulate? Articulation takes what? Your eyes? Your articulation takes what? Your nose? Your articulation takes what? Your mouth. Remember Pastor Kala prophesied that this, this 2024, 2024, which was uh, 5784, which already began, is the year for the open door. And she said the open door is the mouth. And listen to this. And we articulate. How do you articulate? You articulate with, with words. We articulate these realities with words imparted to us by the Spirit. When is that? Sometimes with understanding. Sometimes with in tongues. But in tongues precedes understanding. Articulate. All this grace has lavished upon us. Hey, don't you know that when you're praying in tongues, you're articulating that? The words imparted to us by the Spirit are not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit-revealed truths with Spirit-revealed words. And we continue next week. Rise up on your feet, please. Let's do some. Oh, my goodness. Time is really gone. Let's do some few minutes, though. Even if it's five minutes. Ha, ha, ha. So I want you this. Listen this. I don't want you to be ush, 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 ush. I want us to experience some few day, some few minutes of the day of Pentecost. Let it come from your spirit. Hallelujah. Huh? Hallelujah. Lift up your hands, please. Father, thank you for these realities by your spirit that we want us to experience. And for these few minutes, Father, we thank you for utterances, appropriate words. Can be even for this nation, for our lives, for this, for this, for this ministry. But we yield to your spirit, spirit of God. You are in us. But I thank you for coming upon us afresh this evening. Yeah, in the today, today, Go ahead. Go ahead. I can hear you in the house. Father, thank you. Thank you for the supernatural power of your spirit. Removing every hindrance and tapping into the source of all life. 
that you have lavished upon us through your grace. Father, we do thank you. We believe you for even this church, for children, for youth, for men and women, for the call of God and the vision of God upon this ministry. That anything we've known in the past, entering into a realm of fruitfulness than anything we've known in the past. Oh, Father, let your river flow. Let your river flow. Let this river flow. Flooding every area of this ministry. Thank you, Father.